0: Hey, this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Bo Bascoro. This is Shay Altered. Hey, this is Andrew. And this is Laura. we're Rocco Code.
1: This is Josh. And this is Nick. We're Talk Modern.
0: This is Maliki.
1: And this is Ryan. We're Small Million. And you're listening to Sounds of PDX.
2: Sounds of PDX. Sounds of
0: PDX on PRP.
1: Good Tuesday evening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Portland Radio Project on 99.1 FM and PRP.FM. I'm your host, Luke Neal. This is Sounds of PDX. Uh, if you're new to the program, this is a show where we take a weekly deep dive into my guests' influences and personal music. I've got an artist on the show that is definitely one of my favorite in town. Uh, long overdue to have you on the show. I have mm-hmm. Leo Islow on the program. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Is this officially your first visit to PRP?
2: It is my first visit to PRP, man.
1: Well, we were, uh, before the show, talking about our Fresh Vibes format change that took place in late 2018. Yeah. Uh, Leo's music, I mean, you've got a couple singles in rotation here. Uh, you just dropped a new single recently. Uh, it's getting some high praise we're going to talk about awesome. uh, coming up. Lots of things to cover. We have upcoming shows by Vortex Music Magazine, uh, Leo's influences on the PDX Spotlight playlist, and information on upcoming PRP shows. Uh, before we get into uh, any of the good stuff, let's, let's get us the next... Night started with a, a cool song. You gave me a great handful of influences. Uh, I don't know why this spoke to me about opening the the show tonight, but "Sunsets Part 2 by S. G. Lewis. Nice. I think I'd like to kick things off. Uh, I was not familiar with this song. Why did it make our playlist tonight?
2: Um. Yeah, I've just been a fan of S. G. Lewis since he first started doing things, and um, I mean he hasn't put out a bad song. True. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> he's put out just. A quality stuff and um I actually got to see him at Holocene. Um, my buddy Josh and uh he he and Kingsley uh, opened for them as a group. So it was an amazing night they opened and then it was S. G. Lewis and he came out with um he was like a five piece band. Wow. And he had two backup singers. It was him, it was a drummer, it was this guy playing synth and bass and um, just a hell of a setup. It was so sick. And you I said know. it was all
1: Holocene, right? It was
2: at Holocene. Ah, I mean, fantastic. It was, and it was sold out. It was just packed. So
1: they get some really good artists in there. Really? Yeah, I've seen, was doing some their booking. Great,
2: <laughs> I've seen some great shows there.
1: Yeah, really great spot. Just down the street here uh, by PRP. Uh, before we hop into this S.G. Lewis track, I want to give you a heads up. Uh, you can join Vortex Music Magazine. They just retweeted Leo Islow. Uh, if you want to tweet us at PDX Radio Project, uh, your information will show up on the PRP talk board at PRP.fm. You can interact there. Ask myself and my special guest, Leo Islow, any question. We will do our best to get to those tonight. Uh, so here it is. We're going to kick off the show with Sunset Part 2 by S.G. Lewis, an influence of my special guest, Leo Islow. That's S.G. Lewis here on Portland Radio Project. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. My special guest this week is Leo Islow. That was one of his influences there. Um, What are some of those early... um, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's my color man tonight. He came equipped with sound effects, and I'm like so excited for what you have. Yeah. Uh, rumor has it we may or may not have a hip hop horn later on in the evening. Yeah,
2: yeah. I've I've got I've got a
1: soundboard lined up here. This is good stuff. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the like the musical influences you grew up around that maybe weren't electronic based? <clears throat>
2: um. Well, um. I was mostly listening to crap until. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was listening to just like, you know, typical teenage crap, like Limp Bizkit and Britney Spears and stuff like that until, um, my dad sold our house and he was, he's a contractor. So he sold our house and he was building our new house. And so we were living at my uncle's place and like, I was literally sleeping on the couch for probably six months, but my uncle, yeah, my uncle had, um, this like wooden crate of old cassettes and he's like, Hey if you want to listen to these there's some good stuff in here. And so I started listening to a bunch of stuff from like um the 70s and 80s. I was listening to a lot of like kind of obscure stuff like Blue Cheer hmm. and um there was some old like Led Zeppelin records in there and um I think he had like White Snake or something yes. like <laughs> that but <laughs> Pink Floyd you know like cool. a lot of like uh good classic rock everything from hair
1: metal to psych metal psychedelic yeah. rock
2: and so like that was kind of that was the first time i was like oh okay and like the yard birds and oh
1: yeah um
2: stuff like that so um i was lucky to find that crate i feel because if if i hadn't i probably have, would have taken a very different route in my life but it got me really <laughs> interested in um playing drums and that was kind of like my segue into um becoming a musician in the first place, actually, like I, before that, I, I just wasn't really interested in creating music. I would just like to listen to it.
1: Did you get a full acoustic kit? Was drums your first official instrument?
2: So, uh, <laughs> the way that I eventually got a drum kit was, uh, I wanted to become a drummer because my girlfriend at the time would take me into this 5 a.m., um before school contemporary band class it was for like all the kids who sucked at playing music but wanted to be good (laughs) (laughs) who had no experience and she was like you should be a drummer i was like yeah babe and (laughs) (laughs) at 5 a.m i know (laughs) we would like carpool to the you know her her dad would like carpool us over there and uh that's hilarious and uh, but yeah i got obsessed and so i'd be at home like sadly playing on like shoe boxes and (laughs) like cans and stuff. And my parents were finally like, this is just getting sad. We need to just, we need to get you a drum set. So we, they finally broke down and got me one and, that's probably awesome. immediately regretted it because I played <laughs> drums for like four to five hours a day after that.
1: It's probably before I mean there's so many great tools for parents now there's so many great sound dampening devices you can put <laughs> right, on you a You can kit. buy an electronic kit now. <laughs> Run through some headphones. Yeah. Save yeah. the parents some anxiety. Yeah that's really rad. Well I want to talk to you more uh, coming up about your transition from uh, that part of your life and then into how you got into electronic music and sure. uh, production. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we do that you've got another song on the playlist uh, by it's the PDX spotlight playlist I should mention right now we've got, uh, the floater episode and coming up soon is Maria Massa. I believe that debuts on Comcast this weekend. So look out for that. Uh, but we have Fortet next on the, on the playlist, a really cool artist, super vibey song. Uh, talk to us about this one.
2: Um, yeah. Parallel, uh, Jalabi, right? Jalabi. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm probably mispronouncing that, but oh, well, that's
1: what I would have guessed.
2: Yeah. Fortet is just, he's huge. Um, Everything he touches is amazing. And he has he has this great, like, atmospheric enveloping quality to all of his... Um, whether he's doing dance or, like, really ethereal atmospheric music that's relaxing. Like, his latest album was very, like, walk around high at the supermarket and think about existential thoughts kind of vibe. But then he has stuff that's really clubby. And, and he somehow translates his style onto all of that. Hmm. I
1: mean... He's incredible. Yeah, the the sonic layers in this track are particularly great. Yeah. A really good one. Another influence from Leo Islow. He's going to be with me until 9pm. We've got upcoming shows by Vortex Music Magazine. And rumor has it, uh, some unreleased music from my special guest. So stick around.
3: Hey. Listen locally, stream globally. Portland Radio Project. 99.1
1: 99.1 FM. Thanks for choosing us. Portland Radio Project, your community radio. We are a nonprofit, independent station that plays a local artist every 15 minutes. If you'd like to help us stay on the air, we uh, rely on supporters like you and great supporters in the community. Uh, so go to PRP.FM. There's a support PRP button at the top right part of your screen. You can click on that and become a monthly sustainer uh, so we can have cool artists in studio like Leo Islow, my special guest this evening. Uh, cool track, Rose Quartz by, I keep messing his name Toro y moi. up. Thank you. Uh, he will be in town shortly. And that record, I've, I've heard a couple singles off of that. Is the rest of the thing as, like, vibey? It's such a full sound. Yeah,
2: dude, each of his records is so different. He He's funny because he kind of started the whole chill wave movement that... um him and Washed Out were basically at the forefront of the whole chill wave thing and um, he was just like yeah no I'm gonna do like alternative rock now and then he went on to do like a psychedelic record and just like he just switches it up every single record and now I feel like on his new record he's about to come up with he's kind of looping back to doing more electronic stuff but he's done more like alt rock indie rock type stuff for the past couple years. Interesting. But the dude is prolific. I mean, he'll do an album and then he'll be like, oh, by the way, here's this B-Sides record of stuff I'm just not using and it's another 14 songs. Like, that are all fantastic. And they're all great, <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, there's that's consistency. I think it comes with... Um, you know, artists like that are always creating. People will see singles or EPs, especially in this day and age. You know, yeah. uh, fans aren't waiting two years anymore for full records like the the cycle yeah. used to be. Crazy. People don't understand how much creativity has to take place to keep putting out material like that. And I wanted to touch on something you posted. I think briefly after the new year, you put a post up about listening to an artist or uh, something in particular. Mm-hmm. And you said, quote, you're acting on creative impulses and you'd created something new that night for yourself, you'd said, I, I believe. Yeah. Can you speak more to that? Because it was pretty inspiring.
2: Well, I've just been thinking about how, um, I think maybe as a listener, a lot of people don't realize how much goes on behind the scenes before you actually release music, like how many business decisions there are and marketing and a lot of BS. Um, and I don't know, I I... It occurred to me that it, it should just be a more fluent process of like creating something and putting it out and not not judging it as much. Because when you sit on something for too long, you're like, is this good anymore? Like the magic kind of fades over time. Sure. Um, so I guess what I was saying with that post is that when you have an idea, um, just act on it. Because there's been so many times where I'm like, oh yeah, like I, I'll I'll have some idea but I'm like but I've never done that genre before but I've never really tried to do that before but you know who cares just go for it and you'll do your own spin on it and probably come up with something great and that night I I was messing around with techno of all things (laughs) I was listening to a bunch of techno that day because like just on a whim I was like um I don't know, I've never listened to techno all day. (laughs) So I did. And um, yeah, that night I was just inspired to write a techno track, and I did, and I I felt really good about it. I'm probably going to put it out at some point. That's rad.
1: Yeah, I think it's cool, especially in this day and age, there's so many artists doing different things. Uh, It bums me out when people kind of subscribe to that old way of thinking of, well, it's not our sound. It's like, ah, if you're doing it, it's your sound.
2: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's at the core of it is that I write a lot of different music and I've kind of hidden it from the world for the past, gosh, I don't know, a year and a half. I have so many tracks I'm sitting on and a lot of them I'm sitting on because I'm like, well, is this really, does this really fit with what I'm doing? Does this fit with my aesthetic? But at the end of the day, it's like, whatever. Yeah, you, know, you just You just put things out and... I think that's one of the reasons why I love Tori Mois so much is that he has just jumped genres so many different times and done different things. And I was actually talking to Luke here earlier about, um, he came out with a side project called Les Sins, which was more of like a DJ based, um, like funk, lo-fi, hip hop type project, little house influence, but like it was different. And he went and toured as a DJ for that record. And, you know, he just doesn't care. And I really respect
1: that. It's another, I think it's cool too because as an artist, you you, if you're having this dim, different iterations, you can tour like you said as a DJ, as a singer songwriter, as a solo, you know, yeah. whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, it is the beauty uh, of the streaming day and age. Labels don't have the grasp that they had on the community uh, or, or the uh, the business anymore. It wouldn't let people, you know, don't, you can't make a record that doesn't mm. sound like ACDC if you're ACDC. Like, uh, it'd be interesting to look back and see what, what the artists with a little yeah. bit of creative freedom would have done. Uh, I always fantasize, like, I wish Hendrix was still around. He'd be doing some Delta Blues or something. I mean, something wild. Yeah. yeah. he's a big Yardbirds fan to circle back to our first segment Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I want to give a quick shout out to Carol on the talk board and Ben Hooks thanks for listening tonight glad you're with us Uh, we're going to be playing some uh, tracks from Leo Islo in the second hour but first we still have a handful of influences uh, to play for you next on the playlist is a project called Totally Enormous Extinct Dinosaurs with their song Your Love another uh, track I was not familiar with yeah this is a cool one
2: yeah, so um, before I was listening to Teed, uh, I was mostly into making like chiller electronic music. And then I went to Sasquatch and saw his set. I was listening to it on the way to Sasquatch and I was like, this is wild. This, like, because he has this really delicate um, kind of like choir boy type voice, but he makes this like hard hitting, I don't want to call it EDM, but it's, it's like jungle um, jungle influenced, like housey. It's so good. But it was the first time I heard some some music like that. That's more club oriented, and I was like, I really connect with this. So I love Teed. Um, I actually saw him in Seattle a couple months ago, and
1: oh, right on. Yeah. Is he? Uh, did you say he's from the states or overseas?
2: He's from the UK, but I think that he's in um, LA now. Right on. Yeah.
1: As a lot of the good electronic stars uh, are uh, gravitating towards. Yeah. Uh, it's not a necessity, and we're going to actually coming up, I'll be talking to Leo about the Portland music scene, some of the venues he's played, and uh, maybe some of the challenges that you face uh, getting up there, doing everything all by yourself. If you haven't seen him live, it is a, a feat to behold. It's always entertaining. Uh, we're going to be coming back with that much more. Shout-outs for our sponsors and, of course, our listeners. This is your love on Portland Radio Project. Great vibe in that song. That's hesitate by Golden Vessel here on Portland Radio Project. I'm your host Luke Neal. This is Sounds of PDX. Leo Islow is my guest this evening. Uh, a lot of really, I, I've noticed uh, in your music, like sonically, it's always a treat because there is some electronic music out there that's uh, very layered. Uh, you know, that's kind of the nature of the genre. But yeah. it's does it, sometimes it can get stole, or dull rather stale, not interesting. But a lot like your own music, it's a cool mix of, uh, you know, for all the gearheads out there, there's poly, mono synth stuff. Your electric guitar work is yeah. always fantastic. Um, you know, what do you, what do you think it is about approaching this genre that uh, I think can overwhelm people? Maybe some advice <laughs> for folks getting into this.
2: Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> well, I feel like I'm constantly learning, so it's hard for me to be an expert on it, but... <laughs> Um, I guess my my biggest advice is that like minimize your tool set because now that every sample and every plugin known to man is out there and there's like so many emulations of hardware units now and just um you can do anything now. In a computer. It's insane. It's like the most amazing thing, but also the most overwhelming thing sometimes when you're sitting in front of a computer and you're like, okay, I've got like 300 plugin choices. (laughs) So I don't know, like (laughs) one of my, one of my big things is just um, learn like just a handful of plugins inside and out and just use those because not only does it kind of sculpt a sound that you're working around and you, you get familiar with things and you can work much faster toward an end goal and You know, whatever is inside of your head being made into sound, essentially.
1: Do you delegate your time? Meaning um, when you get in the studio, do you have a, a mode where you're maybe trying out VSTs or sounds that turns into a songwriting thing? And do you stay there for a while or do you, there's another, uh, pitfall of home studios is you can get into a tone you like, but then you're spending two hours EQing and compressing (laughs) this thing. Like, uh, how disciplined are you when Uh, it comes to that?
2: The age old problem of spending like four hours EQing a kick drum or whatever. (laughs) Yes. Well, um, I think when I was first starting to produce, I was pretty bad about it as far as like, I'd go down the rabbit hole of just designing one sound for hours at a time, which is kind of good because you're learning how to do things at the same time early on. And maybe you're learning how things work just by messing around with it. Like, what does a chorus sound like on this? Like, what does it sound like when I completely soak something in reverb until you can't hear the original sound at all? Like, things like that. But, um, yeah, lately I'm just trying to complete an entire song on either piano or guitar before i translate it to a full mix That's because cool. I, f- I find that if you can write and play a song acoustic and it sounds good it's going to sound amazing when you when you actually translate it into like a full production cuz then you start then you start building up those layers of like synth basses and things like that and you're like wow
1: you know and it also plays into you can take those songs on the road, and even if you end up doing a stripped-down performance, All you right. can still take your tunes on the road. Yeah. Uh, coming up, I want to talk to you about your live show setup. Uh, we teased that a little bit ago, but we're going to get back into a couple tracks here on the PDX Spotlight playlist. Uh, next, we have the song Montreal by Roosevelt. Uh, really cool track. This and plus the artwork's really cool. It caught me off guard checking it out. I think this song is on one of my playlists. You know how it goes. You never see the artwork. Mm -hmm. Uh, Super beautiful stuff. Uh, My colors, it resonates with me. Some purple and gold. Uh, So tell me about Roosevelt and Montreal.
2: Um, Yeah, so he came out through Greco-Roman, which is, like, one of my favorite labels out there, probably right up there with, like, Future Classic um, and XL, as far as, like, the electronic world goes. And, yeah, he came out with this EP... And it has this song and I think another one called C on it. And it's just, it's a really sunny, fun vibe in a way that's not cheesy. And I think that's what I love about him. Yeah. Because there's a lot of like funky, fun music out there that's kind of like, uh-huh. Ah, like it has kind of like a not to be taken seriously vibe about it. And his music has this
1: like cool indie edge to it that it, I really love it's okay folks to, to be into uh, some pop sensibility like yeah. there's no guilty pleasures we know that here yeah. on, on Sounds of PDX but I, I always appreciate that if an artist can do something that's pop sensible that you can sing along to and not roll yeah. your eyes at like you know what it
2: is he makes disco sound cool again I
1: think that's what it is nice you heard it here <laughs> folks <laughs> we're right on it's another influence of leo islo he's been hanging out with me tonight uh coming up we have some unreleased music from him upcoming shows by vortex music magazine and much more uh thank you for joining us whether you're on 99.1 fm or prp.fm thank you for listening Leah with At Your Best. I did not know that uh, you said an Isley Brothers cover?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's really cool. Uh, you're hearing the voice of Leo Islow, my special guest tonight. Thanks for bringing in a handful yeah. of really cool songs, man. Yeah, man. It's like, uh, I know it's tough sometimes. I, I go back and forth with artists, and they're like, it's like trying to pick. Children to represent like your musical influences. There's so many <laughs> great songs. Which one your favorite? Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Sophie's Choice of uh, playlist tunes. Um, well, we were we teased it a, a couple segments ago. I want to talk to you about your your live setup. For those uh, yeah. who haven't seen Leo Islow, um, you've got a cool background uh, backdrop that you take with you everywhere, which is really great for consistency. But there's a lot of visual programming that takes yeah. place behind the scenes. Why did you choose to do that? And had you known the amount of work, would you still go back and <laughs> do it this, to this day? Oh man, um,
2: yeah, I probably still would. Cause I, I, so I, I still love graphic design. I'm also a graphic designer, so I'm visu- very visually driven person, and uh, that's a big part of music. Like I, I do all my album art, and I do all my branding and stuff, and um, so it's a big part of music for me. Is the um, visual aspect of a live show. And so that was really important to me. And I knew that I couldn't really have someone else do it the way that I wanted to do it. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was a huge pain in the ass, but <laughs> and it was uh, a lot of time to like learn how to, uh, DMX program. And like, it's just drawing in like a whole song's worth of animation and like, red, green, and blue colors.
1: And, and so you've got everything on stage with you that's just ready, triggered to go. Are you using Ableton Live? For I'm using Ableton Live, cool. and
2: then that sends out um, essentially programming messages to like these lights that I bring on stage with me. And then I usually have my buddy Zach come, and he'll do uh, live projections, and he's actually back there controlling things oh, for cool. the projector. But as far as like the lighting cues and everything go, they're actually hooked up to my computer, and I've programmed them in.
1: You create an environment, no matter what venue you're at, that's consistent. And I think that's what's really cool about it. Um, Some stark differences. I've seen you at uh, the Old Church. Oh, yeah. um, And that was great. But it was also similar to the same vibe that you put, uh, I think it was at the Hawthorne. Um, mm. When you played with Small Skies and Talk Modern, yeah, yeah, or Wonder Ballroom, either way, yeah, yeah. Um, two totally different rooms, but th- that speaks to your live show. Uh, a lot of artists, I think, it gets past them that it's more than just going out and playing your songs. It's what are folks going to remember? And you're you're a memorable act in town. You stand you, out, man. yeah. Thank you. Um, so, when you're dealing with songwriting these days, mm. are you now ahead of time? Like, I really dig this, and start plotting out the the light to, uh, you know, at least in your mind, some ideas to go with the tracks?
2: Um, lately it's more like I'm thinking about, um, how a music video would go in my head. Hmm. Like usually there's just a story that's evolving in my head visually for, um, yeah. What, how I would represent the song in like a music video.
1: That's cool. Yeah. I've recently taken up, I read, uh, a nice little note in some of the production blogs I read. So as a music producer, I recently took on the task of if I'm working with artists and they're writing songs, I tell them put yourself in a, in a movie in a scene that's either about you or starring you and write a track about that, that vibe.
2: Yeah.
3: It, it seems that's to work. Cool. Yeah. It's that's a really cool.
1: Nice visual approach. That's the world we live in. Uh, now getting back to the PDX spotlight playlist, uh, a really cool song by Ja Paul. Is that. Oh, wait, J-, J. Paul. J. Paul. Thank you. Jay Paul. Yeah. I was, I was Just like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, Jasmine. <laughs> yes. I've not heard this version. I've heard the really polished version. I think this is the demo version of Jasmine.
2: Yeah. Um, I absolutely love Jay Paul. Jay Paul was one of the, actually, I think his tracks were one of the reasons that I got into producing electronic music in the first place. It was when I was... Um, I had moved from Flagstaff to LA for like two years to try to make it in LA and it ate me alive, but (laughs) (laughs) that's a different story for another day. Um, but when I was out there, I was working as an intern, uh, doing like graphic and web design stuff at this office. And I heard this song on, uh, is it KCRW and that's out there? Is that LA, LA station? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was like, what is this? And I I have, he came out with an uh, LP that leaked and he immediately pulled it like a day later. He was like, this isn't my album and like pulled it off. But it clearly was, it was just like the, it was demo quality. It sounded like they had just thrown a really crappy limiter on the entire mix. And so it was really rough, but all of it is just so musically interesting and like nothing else. Hmm. Um, It sounds like listening to pirate radio while you're on acid or something (laughs) it's but like it has all these hip-hop influences like jay dilla and stuff like clearly on there and everything's so lo-fi and it just has so much character i love jay paul
1: and and it's also the drums and like I don't know, multiple kick drums, maybe, yeah. in this recording, but really cool uh, pan-stereo effects. Uh, yeah. This is a really cool song. So it's the demo version of Jasmine. Uh, that's how you can find this on Spotify, or you can enjoy it right now on Portland Radio Project. Know, uh, this is Jay Paul, an influence of Leo Islow, my special guest, until 9 p.m., so stick around. by Daphne. That's an influence of Leo Islow. He's my special guest. We're now in the uh, part of the show where we're going to be showcasing all original music from Leo. Uh, before we do that, though, Daphne, Tin, why is that on our playlist tonight? That's a great track.
2: Um, so Daphne is like the side project of this dude named Caribou, you might have heard of.
1: Yeah, okay. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. And he usually
2: makes like really weird electronic music, and that's one of his more like housey, um, fun tracks, but pretty straightforward. Yeah. 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 Just a big fan of it. That's really know. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of caribou and like, I don't know, it's just cool to see artists branching out and doing side projects. So I thought I would include that one on the list.
1: Are there any, um, like artists that are speaking to you right now? Cause I mean, for me every once in a while, I'll find somebody in a catalog or on a playlist and I'm just like, Oh man, why didn't I write a tune like that or hear something like that? Is there anyone groundbreaking right now that you're really into? Groundbreak.
2: Um, I've been listening to uh, K-L-L-O a lot. It's pronounced Klo, but it's spelled K-L-L-O. Okay. Um, really love them. They're like Australian, but they're making UK garage type music. Oh, that's cool. Um, but in a really cool way. Her voice is just beautiful. Um, i have to check them out So them and then um, There's a, this girl who has this like Low husky really sultry Smoky voice her name is Gordy Um G-O-R-D-I Um and she has, this, she has this piano cover. <laughs> After listening to the playlist that we just did, everyone's going to be like, why, why does he like this? I like a lot of different music, guys. So it's yeah. like this really, it's this really somber piano cover of a Courtney Barnett song called Avant Gardner. Oh, right on. Um, but it's like, it's just a brand new take on that song in a way that makes it a completely different song. And it's just hauntingly beautiful that's so i'd say check that one out too if if, a if you like courtney barnett and if you like Sad piano music kind of. If you just want to drive in your car in the rain and cry for a second, just put that
1: on. Post. That's what I do. Yeah, we'll we'll make an ugly cry playlist. Yeah, ugly.
0: <laughs> for the
1: ugly cry playlist exclusive. That's fantastic. Uh, well, like I said, we're in the second hour of the show where we're going to be showcasing all of your original tunes. The first couple songs we're going to play back to back are featured off of your 2014 Modern Fiction, which was a five-song EP. Uh, what does it feel like now looking back to, mm. to that project?
2: So many production mistakes, but <laughs> I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I still enjoy these songs because it's one of those things where you look back and you're like, well, I was just trying to make something. And, um, I don't know. I still like the songs. They're so. fantastic. There's, yeah. there's definitely like production and mix things where I'm like, oh God, what was I thinking? But, you know, I feel like any artist is going to do that. So,
1: well, it's exactly that. It's a record of where you were yeah, at that time as exactly. an artist but um yeah first song we're going to check out is zero i was going to ask oh. you what inspired this i love the synth bass in this and your guitar lines are really good
2: yeah um what inspired this is there's um you know those like old dyno labelers mm-hmm. um well i have this thing on my computer that says if not now never and <laughs> so this song zero is kind of like about that it's just um you don't do it now and maybe you never will so I was just writing a song about that very concept of like finite time and I don't know an existentialist moment of like if I don't start making music as Leo Isla when will I ever because this is my first um EP that I'd ever put out um after my band in LA had broken up and I'd left that whole thing to move to Portland to start kind of figuring out what I was going to do next musically and um Yeah, this is one of the first tracks I wrote for that
1: album, so. It's really great. Uh, We've got a whole hour of your music. I know folks are going to enjoy it. Let us know what you think at PRP.fm or by tweeting us at PDX Radio Project. Interact with us on the talk board there. We've got a couple songs back-to-back from that Modern Fiction uh, five-song EP from 2014, but we'll kick things off for Leo Islow's tracks with Zero here on Sounds of PDX. (laughs) Speak by Leo Islow here on Sounds of PDX. Uh, Leo is my special guest this evening. It's really great to have you. It's always fun for me to, to pick the artist's brain as we're going through their original tunes and uh, get the, get a look behind the creative process. Uh, Carol on the talk board said, this is a great track. Uh, glad you're enjoying it. Uh, that was Body Speak, and before that, Zero by Leo Islow. Thanks, Carol. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. Um, I didn't know before you got here today that you're, we, we have some listeners in Arizona. Uh, you're originally from Flagstaff. Yeah. That's Flagstaff, pretty cool. Arizona. Uh, which Arizona,
2: which is a mountain town. A lot of people are like, oh, you're from the desert then. And I'm like, no, it's, it's actually more like Colorado because the base elevation there is 7,000 feet. So it's northern you, Arizona.
1: You can drive to the desert. You can. In yeah, a couple two, hours, which two is Two really hours great.
2: away from Phoenix,
1: yeah. Sedona's a great stop on the oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beautiful part of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, well, have you found that as an artist that you write different in different climates? Because I think you just went on a, a trip. So when you're out and about in different places, do you find that these things are inspiring you that maybe wouldn't have up here in Portland?
2: Uh, absolutely. And um, it's one of the reasons I love traveling. I think that I just have... An innate sense of wanderlust because I was I was born actually in Santiago, Chile, and no uh, way yeah my, I'm I'm a military brat. My dad was in the Air Force, and like my mom, my mom married him, and then just kind of started traveling around base to base with him because he'd be stationed different places. And then she got pregnant in Argentina, and then I was born in Chile. Um, so I saw you know a fair amount of the world before, um, just as a kid, and I think that growing up in different places um, i I'm, I'm I'm I can never stay in one place too long before I'm like I need to go on a trip somewhere weird
1: <laughs> I need to experience something <laughs> but different. yeah
2: for sure like my last my last trip was to um Indonesia I went to Bali and um just traveled around and stayed in a bunch of hostels and stuff with my fiance um hi Alex I know you're listening <laughs> um and yeah for sure like the things that inspire me um you know, being outside of my comfort zone versus being in Portland in my cozy little studio. It's very different, and I find that those are some of the most powerful ones. In fact, like, um, Body Speak, that song I wrote when I was in Nicaragua, like oh, wow. most, most of that first EP was written on a beach in Nicaragua. That's cool. Half drunk on
1: really cheap Nicaraguan rum. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's great. If it's local and cheap, that doesn't <laughs> matter. Super cheap. <laughs> um... Your music, I often tell people when we're talking about local artists or, or stuff we're listening to, I often describe yours as it's pop, electronic, some chill hop yeah. influences, but I always say it's soundtrack music. Soundtrack music. You can put your tunes on and drive around. You just create a really cool vibe. Um, having uh, We've conversed at a couple local shows um, and met, but it's always you know loud rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. So having conversed with you here in the room, I wouldn't. Uh, anticipate that you'd be making crazy, intense dance music because you have a similar vibe as a person. Um, Do you ever try to, uh, you know, try something that maybe, like you said earlier, get out of your comfort zone that's scaring you? Is there anything you're doing right now as a songwriter that's testing those boundaries?
2: Uh, For sure. There's a couple things. Um, First of all, um, right now I'm I'm kind of in the process of reaching out to several different people, doing collaborations and having them do guest vocals on my work. And I did that with um, Lush Life um, with my friend Danny Poppet in LA. Shout out to Danny. She's amazing. Yeah, um, killer. Yeah, killer voice and awesome, just just an awesome person. Um, but yeah, it's always interesting collaborating with new people. Um, but there's a lot of talent here in Portland and I'm, and other places, just people who have reached out to me and I've been like, Voice is phenomenal, or you know this person's really cool and has an awesome vibe so um but there's oh it comes with the challenge of like am I doing this collaboration in person or over the internet, and there's a totally different dynamic with those yeah. two so there's that, and then um yeah, I'm writing two separate e p s right now the first one is kind of <clears throat> um more geared in the direction that I have previously gone in, which is like indie pop chiller type stuff some of it's pretty danceable and then i'm writing a second album that um or not album but ep that's um, mm, darker clubbier music i'd say nice and uh, euro
1: influence stuff
2: yeah i guess you could say that a lot i've been listening to a lot of like tech house and um things like that that's rad
1: mhm um well i had a an early listen to a single we're going to be playing at the end of the show here, and uh, I love it. It's a really cool direction. I don't know which uh, EP it's gonna be a part of, or whether it's gonna be a single, but folks, you're gonna wanna stick around for that. Uh, coming up next on the PDX Spotlight playlist, we have Coexist. This is the first song of yours that I heard. It set the hook for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the percussion programming is super great, and the overall lo-fi treatment to the mix uh, with some of the the ambient noise you have is really cool. What inspired this one? And it was just a single, right? It wasn't part of a... Yeah, EP. this was
2: a single, and it was a collaboration between myself, and um, I guess I can call him a friend now, but at the time, it was just some random guy who hit me up on SoundCloud, and his name is Ontario. And I originally thought he was from Ontario, but he's actually <laughs> from Finland.
1: That would have been even better. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's
2: from Finland, and uh, he hit me up, and he was like, hey, man, I really like your voice. Would you like to, to help, like, co-produce a track with me? And I said said yeah send some stuff over so he sent me over like an early version of this track and we kind of went back and forth on a couple things but it was one of those tracks where I mean I must have spent an hour on it max and sent it back to him and he's like no this is it this this is it wow this is gold and it's kind of funny because there's I have songs where I'll work a month on it and and then I'll be like okay now it's done but this was maybe an hour's worth of work before he was like, no, you can't record anything else because this, wow. this
1: is it. You just had to let it go at that yeah, point. And, That's and it's, cool. And it's
2: been my biggest song. I think it's got like 1.5 million on Spotify right now. So. Yeah,
1: congrats! It's thanks. a killer song. Like I said, it's what set the hook for me, and uh, is uh, in some of my other radio shifts here at PRP. It's been one of the most requested uh, via email and tweets uh, yeah, for for some thanks. of my shows. So, congrats to you! I do love this single. This is a single by my special guest Leo Islo. Coexist here on Portland Radio Project.
0: Strange nature to strange, the strange to fear of anything at all strange knowing the circle goes forever it's hard until tell if I was bound to fall spend my whole life chasing and weather in the rivers and the So, your voice inside the dark. Cause in a new way, in a new light, we can be there on a new high. And if it feels good, if it feels right, as a perfect as love, we could call it this. Listening to fresh vibes on PRP. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PDX Radio Project.
1: This is Portland Radio Project. I'm your host, Luke Neal, and that was Leo Islow with Higher Living, a single that came out in 2016. And the first time I heard it, I was like, man, that's got like this cool late night 80s vibe to it. That's a really mm. great track. Thanks. Uh, Leo is my special guest tonight. Quick shout out on the talk board from a, a couple of folks. Carol said that she is loving the music Ben Hooks just put on there. Loving all the music tonight so far, Luke. Thank you and Leo. For the music. Uh, our pleasure, my friend. Uh, glad you're listening tonight. Uh, on the talk board too, we had someone else submit a question for you. They want to know, uh, Leo, what are some of your favorite Portland bands, the PDX bands?
2: Um, Yeah, so a quick shout out to a couple of the homies. Small Million, uh, Gabe Fleck, and Cloud Cloudlines for sure. Some of my favorites in town, local acts. Um, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, huge. <laughs> Um, G yeah. Jones, I'm pretty sure he's still in town, but he's like a really heavy bass producer. This genre wise is all over the map, but that's who I am. So, yeah. um, Eprom, who I'm actually seeing on Friday play at 45 East, um, uh, RAC, of mm-hmm. course, he's still, he's still here in Portland, even though he's had massive success, which is awesome. Yeah. Some really big um, licensed stuff recently. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a juggernaut. That guy's done so many awesome remixes. Um, Shy Girls, um, Shanti Darling, um, and are the Shins still here? I think the Shins are yeah. still here. Yeah, yep. the Shins, and then there's this dude who makes like really fun music called Young Bay. I think he was in LA for a while, but I think he's back now.
1: B A E
2: B A E, yeah. Young, Young Bay. Um, yeah, so there's there's a couple of my favorite locals for you.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your favorite local places to go see uh, shows in town here?
2: Um, Doug Fur, um Wonder Ballroom, um Mississippi, obviously. Uh gosh. The liquor store for like a really good electronic set.
1: Um gets nice and sweaty down in that basement. That's yeah. a cool venue.
2: Yeah, it's a cool venue. And you know what? Um the Star Theater has actually had some really awesome like I went and saw a couple shows there when I first got to town and I was like, I felt like the sound was a little lacking initially, but, um, I've, the last couple shows I've seen there have been phenomenal. They had a Chrome Sparks machine drum show there, uh, one time last year and it was just, it was packed. And the sound was awesome, and the lighting was—they really have stepped it up over there. So
1: yeah, in the last couple of years, I've noticed the exact same thing. And I just met the lighting guy and and gave him high praise. I was like, it's been recently, but everything they're doing is really great. Yeah. Yeah. some cool venues uh, any any big shows slated uh, or on the wish list that you can talk about for 2019 uh,
2: coming up? nothing I can talk about yet okay.
1: but good. I have some things in the works good uh, I like a little teaser there we'll keep the <laughs> listeners on the edge of their seat uh, stay tuned to Portland Radio Project of course follow us on Instagram and Twitter at PDX Radio Project we will keep you up to date uh, with the new releases from Leo Islo uh, so it's been super rad hanging out with you tonight I love that we're knee deep yeah. into your tracks right now um, want to ask you another a question: Before we get on into some of the uh, some of the other stuff here, mm. um, I, I want to talk to you about some advice. Maybe you could give folks out there about you've spoken a couple times about collaboration for people who are trying to get into that or think they want to get into that. What are some of maybe the pluses and minuses of that particular creative process?
2: Mm. Um, the plus is that you're probably well. My initial advice would be that you know the product that the other person is putting out cuz there's always people uh hitting me up asking me to do a collaboration but I'm kind of like I've I haven't heard your stuff I'm not familiar with it like where is your music and they'll be like well I don't have anything out right now. So it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to collaborate with someone when you don't know what their product is and what their vibe is. So don't waste your time with people who you feel like they're not your same energy. So that's my first thing but um, beyond that don't be precious when you're when you're collaborating with someone because there's been elements of a song where initially when I was writing with somebody I thought it was just the best thing ever and then they were like I don't really love that but we should try this and you know the ego part of me is like and just gets pissed off about it but then yeah. you end up with a better end result so you can't be too precious with like all the things that you put into a song and uh, if you follow that first piece of advice, I think you'll end up with a superior end product.
1: Yeah, that's really good advice. Yes. The uh, ego awareness that you bring yeah. up is really powerful. Which is hard.
2: I struggle with that one a lot still.
1: A lot of artists do. A lot of mature artists do. I mean, you could be in the game for 30 years and collaboration still. You write something that you yeah. think is super great and bring it to practice. and. Yeah. They may poo poo on it, but <laughs> it's a beauty of music. Uh um, yeah, yeah, really I mean good it's advice. always like
2: it's always like stupid little things for me, like, Oh man, I really liked that Tom there and they're like, No, no I'm not doing that to me. That snare sample was
1: sick. No, let's do a different one. Oh, damn it. It's changed everything for me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on in the PDX Spotlight playlist, uh, the next track we have is Blame. Uh, this one is off the uh, Golden Grave EP. It's a three-song mm-hmm. EP. came out in 2016. Uh, what inspired this one? And if you can't remember, um, I really dig the lyrics mm-hmm. in this one. W- what was the genesis of this, the music or the lyrics?
2: Uh, the lyrics. I actually wrote this on guitar before I... It was one of the songs in this album that I I think probably the only one actually that I wrote on an acoustic instrument before I wrote um, the full thing um, but essentially I was talking to a buddy of mine who shall remain unnamed but he was going through a divorce um, and he realized that it was totally his screw-up and we had a very long conversation and that night I sat down and I, I mean it I was like Really affected by it because we had a long conversation about where he was in life, and I really felt empathy for him and what was going on. Even though he was in the wrong, and like we both knew it, um, but just realizing that you're in the wrong and that you're willing to take the blame for something. So, I sat down and wrote it that night.
1: That's um, really cool. The rough
2: sketch of it, anyway.
1: It's yeah. super poignant. I think going through your stuff, this this uh, and there's another one I made uh, note of of some of the lyrics, but. Uh, super powerful. I think this is maybe one of your strongest uh, group of lyrics that you've put out.
2: Thanks. I really, I really like this song too.
1: It's really beautiful. Another selection from my special guest, Leo Islow. This is "Blame" here on Sounds of PDX
0: later down there on the floor and like rivers from the sun, I wonder why I'm so drunk in love from the look in your eyes, with neon shining down.
1: That's Lush Life by Leo Islow, and that's the uh, Damon Steele remix featuring Danny Poppet. You said she's a LA artist. Yeah, both of
2: them are LA artists. Uh, shout out to Damon and Danny. Damon did a great job on that remix. It's probably one of my favorite remixes that anyone's done for me. So
1: it is fantastic. It was, I said earlier you make soundtrack music, and I want to congratulate you because this literally made. Uh, it was on a soundtrack. It was <laughs> yeah. in the, go ahead and talk about this experience. Cause you are technically in the Marvel universe now.
2: Yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, so I was placed in the Marvel show cloak and dagger on ABC, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, the people who handle my licensing, they were like, we have something really special for you. Just like, we'll tell you in like a week, you know, once it's, we can't say anything right now, but and anyway when they told me I was like oh, okay because I've gotten I've gotten things placed before in shows and, and we were talking about this earlier but usually it's just kind of in the background and people talk over you and um, you just have to accept it and be like yeah that's cool though I got my music in a show but they put me in the pilot episode and it's when uh, the heroine of the show is walking into um, a club and she opens the club, the bouncer opens the club door and it's lush life playing in the club. And she walks in and there's nobody talking over my song for like a minute and a half. It's like a whole like featured in the background. And on anyway, it's
1: like a a music video for you. It was really
2: cool. I was, I was super thrilled about it. And, um, yeah, I had a bunch of Marvel nerds hitting me up after that, which I'm totally, I love it. Yeah, it's great. that's so. cool.
1: Yeah, you are officially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> wiki. Uh, I went and found your oh information. My God, I am? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, go to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Look it up. Uh, mm-hmm. Marvel okay. Cinematic Universe wiki. You can look for Leo Islow. They have a whole profile built for you. Wow. Yeah, links to your stuff, a picture, so <laughs> <laughs> you never know what happens, folks. That's yeah, bizarre. You can wind up in the Marvel Universe. It's really bizarre. <laughs> uh, quick shout out again back to the talk board, uh, user P-Z-E-E, if you don't sign in uh, either on the talk board with Facebook or, or Twitter, it gives you an anonymous name, so uh, you pizza. are, Paza, yeah, we'll call you Paza tonight, pizza, maybe, Portland pizza, uh, I got nothing, uh, you are most welcome, we did answer your question, uh, you submitted another one for Leo, you wanted to know who was the, the uh, most inspiring act uh, that you have seen live? Uh,
2: Radiohead, for sure. Um, I saw them at ACL, and it was Tom York's birthday that day, and he just put on an amazing set, and he, at one point, uh, the ending song for the night, um, the rest of the band left, and it was just him and an acoustic guitar, and he, you know, in his thick Cockney accent, which I won't even try to emulate right now to make a fool of myself on live radio. He just said, Hey, it's my birthday. And thank you, beautiful people for being here. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be playing for all of you. And, you know, it's like the entire festival was at Radiohead. Um, Cause why not? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's, he, he's like, this is fake plastic trees. And he, he plays it. And um, I think after chorus one, the whole band got back on stage and played the rest with him. And I was just in tears. It was like the most beautiful thing the whole set they played like uh a, a, like some of their new songs but like best of like all their best material I was losing my mind the whole time
1: you know what surprised me I don't know if they played there there from uh <clears throat> Held of the Thief when you saw them live but there was mm. Tom York was on guitar they had uh their bassist doing his thing everyone else was on Tom's big floor toms that they came out and played for. We think that song is so rhythmically uh, impactful. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm with you. We were talking a bit during that last music break, and Radiohead is my favorite live yeah. thing I've ever seen. Yeah,
2: I almost hate saying that, but I don't, because I'm sure that there's a bunch of people who are like, it's m- maybe a cliche or something, but honestly, like nothing has come close to that set for me. People say there's, it, there's it because been, it's real. I've seen a lot of really good live music, but that was the best one
1: for sure yeah it's something special uh speaking of special you made us feel special justin johnson he's on the talk board he said been listening the whole two hours lots of good stuff man we appreciate your ears yo thank Uh, you justin got a couple more tracks um from leo tonight uh one that was just previously released retrograde now came out november 9th 2018 so just a couple months old
2: yeah recent one
1: yeah um wonderful single uh super great right away i was I was hip to it and uh, I'm not the only one it had immediate praise um oblivious pop named retrograde now one of their hits uh the hot tracks of November, 2018. You also shot up the charts pretty early on Hype Machine, right? Yeah, it was my
2: well, I'd say it maybe took two days, but it was my first number one on Hype
1: Machine, so. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. That's super cool, it is, it is is well-deserving. Um, how long have you been working on this song before you released it? Uh, do you have like a long process before you put music out, or was this something that came to you and you're like, I'm gonna get this out before the end of the year? Um.
2: Retrograde now, I feel like it came in waves, like I'd work on it for a week and then be like, okay, I need to take a break from this. And then I'd work on other songs and then I'd come back to it for a week. Um, Yeah, the whole energy and message of the song was, um, it's a lot, it was a lot for me to deal with emotionally, I guess, to get down. So I, I needed to take like little breaks from it to finish the song, but it's about you know, growing growing, kind of distant from people you love and like realizing that you've changed. You want to blame somebody else for them changing, but then you kind of look in the mirror and you're like, actually, I've changed a lot too. Mm. And uh, you're not the same people and you don't vibe in the same way, you know? And I think it's kind of like a coming of age story that I felt a lot of people could relate to. So that's why I made it.
1: Good, honest advice. And I think in my opinion, some of the best instrumentation that you've put out so far Thanks. this is an absolute treat uh if you're driving crank it if you're at home throw on headphones this song yeah. deserves it uh, really good and coming up we do have a special guest in our next segment so stick around for that this was retrograde now by leo islo on sounds of pdx Yeah Me and this is goodbye. Retrograde now by Leo Islow, uh, the latest single that is available for download and streaming by the artist uh, coming up in just a minute. We've got a sneak peek at a song that will be coming out uh tba tba yeah. <laughs> well before we uh talk about that track and uh get into anything else i just want to say thank you for being here tonight oh, and it's sharing been a everything. pleasure Luke. thank you for it's a serious blast anytime you want to come hang out uh you're welcome to come and drop by the station um a couple quick shout outs i want to say hello to uh um, what we decide Peasy on the talk board for pizza, <laughs> pizza. Uh, Justin Johnson, Ben hooks and Carol Maxwell and anyone else who enjoyed the show tonight. Just a quick reminder that we are a nonprofit independent station that uh, relies on listeners and supporters like you to help keep us on the air. Go to prp.fm, click the support tab, and you can become a monthly sustainer. We've got uh, fresh vibes every day from 5 a.m. I'm sorry, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, the Tribe is involved every evening, bringing you the best of Portland music and custom shows. Uh, coming up this week, tomorrow night is Subculture with Veronica Pazesti. Uh, mix, uh, the Mixtape Thursday nights, Patrick Meggs is back with a brand new 2019 episode this week. And Radio After Death with 80 Home from 7 to 9 on Friday. Uh, more information go to prp.fm for all of our shows and the volunteer programs that we have here um the next track that i have is a very special guest uh from leo islow he's my guest tonight super cool track man i appreciate the early listen and this is a a nice treat for for the listeners because i do not know when it will be available so yeah savor this while you can
2: we'll call it like a uh pre-release demo version for listeners on the show only
1: And, and I don't want to speak for your production process, but it's probably going to change a little bit between now Mm -hmm. and the final release.
2: Probably will. Yeah.
1: How long have you been working on this new track? Uh, it may be a tentative title. Can I share it?
2: Yeah. It's, um, it's called Deja and I think I've, I spent like a month on it and I'll probably go back and, and polish up just a couple of things in the mix before it gets released. But
1: yeah. Uh, compared to some of your other tunes, it seems to me on this song you're moving, uh, you've got some pretty upfront monosynth um, presence in the mix. Um, is, it, is it anything that is influenced by maybe something you're listening to right now in that realm?
2: Um, honestly, I think this was just one of the first songs that I started recording after I bought um, like a Dave Smith synth called Prophet Six. Oh, And so yeah. I was messing around with um, different, I kind of came up with a, Base patch that kind of informs the rest of the song so um, that and just dabbling with the the song uh, idea in
1: general so it's a great track I'm looking Thanks. forward to uh, the final version so you can hear it now it will be destroyed and into the ether uh, like mission impossible this track will self-destruct yes. after you listen yes. to it uh, before we send you off into the night any goodbyes or shout outs before we do that
2: um Just uh, all my fans who are listening and everybody who's been really patient with me and my music being released, I love y'all. And all my supporters, family and friends, love y'all.
1: Well said. Well, it's been a blast having you here and a pleasure talking to you. Uh, As always, it's great to have my listeners around the globe and around uh, the city hanging out with us here on Portland Radio Project. I'm your host, Luke Neal. Thank you for joining us on Sounds of PDX. Until next time, I'm reminding you to support and discover local music. This is Leo Islo with Deja on PRP.
0: portland radio project let us know about your new favorites at prp.fm